Hey guys, how's it going? It's me, Gracie, your host of Up at Night. Today, I am brought to you once again from a closet. I am thankfully not in the car. Uh, if you could not tell from my last episode, I was very frustrated to be inside of that car. It was not a good time for me, uh, but it's okay now because now I'm in a comfortable, big, spacious boys closet with no AC and with two different doors closed so that Cody cannot hear me. So thank you to Andrew for letting me use his closet once again. And with that, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right into the murder. Uh, well, okay, that was kind of, uh, there's a knee-jerk reaction there. So this week, we're actually going to be talking about a disappearance. It's not really a murder. And at this point in the story, like timeline, it may not even be really like a true crime thing, but at the time it was a disappearance that was really scary and really weird. And so we're going to talk about that. So this story does keep me up at night, but it isn't a gruesome murder. It isn't a serial rapist or like really anything terrifying, but it is very weird and very unusual. So here is the disappearance of a Bruno Borges. I've seen, okay, also, pause, once more, pause. I've heard a lot of people pronounce his last name in like 12 different ways. The two that I've heard the most is like Borges and Borges. I'm just gonna do Borges because uh, he is from Brazil. So it kind of like, I don't know. I don't know why being from Brazil would justify having that name, but that's just what I'm gonna call him. And we're just all gonna get with it. And if I'm wrong, then I am very sorry. I am trying my best. I am balling out on a budget. Actually, I really am balling out on a budget this week because I'm currently recording this on Wednesday. I had the murder ready by like Monday night, but whenever I recorded yesterday after getting the script all done and everything, I just like wasn't in a good mindset, I guess. Like I was listening back to the audio to edit it today and I was like, man, this sucks. Like I just sound super unenthusiastic. I just kind of am rushing through the story because I just kind of want it to be over. But I was like, I don't want to publish this. So I'm still going to try and put this up by noon on Thursday. If I don't, then I'm really sorry. I'm going to try to. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. That may not happen. If it doesn't, then hi. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I hope you like this episode. I'm filming it for the second time, so now I basically know the story. Like it's the back of my hand. Have you any? Has anyone ever seen uh, Muppets Christmas Carol? There was that really funny joke where it was like, hey, back of my hand, and then Gonzo like looks at his hand and he's like, ah, where'd that freckle come from? And okay, so anyways, <laughs> um, Bruno Borges is a now 26 year old, but at the time that this whole thing occurred, he was a 24 year old philosophy student from Brazil. He was living with his family, who I could actually find no information about. The family has been kind of like mysterious, so I don't really know a lot about information about them, but I do know that Borges, before the disappearance, he disappears by the way, uh, was that he was described as eccentric and extremely bright. Whenever he was younger, his parents said that he would read all the time, and at a very young age, he actually read the entire Bible and all of Shakespeare's works. 
And then after he finished reading all this material, he began to write his own collection of books. I did not write down the number, but I feel like it was around four. So he was, he was an interesting kid. He's kind of, he reminds me of like, he'd probably be that kid in school that has like a wheelie backpack and tells the teacher that she forgot to sign homework because he wants to expand his mind. You couldn't see it, but I pushed up my glasses while I did that. Like, you know, a freaking nerd would. Oh, man, man. Yesterday I came in here and I was super out of it and not interested in anything. And now I'm like, can't even focus on my story since I feel so like, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, he was really smart. He read the Bible and he read the all of Shakespeare's works, which is very extensive. Is it? I believe it's very extensive. It's pretty extensive. Uh, and he also started to write his own books. So he was a nerd. He was a bookworm. He was very intelligent. And he also really loved another guy who was named Giordano Bruno. Giordano Bruno was a philosopher born in 1548 and died in 1600s. Borges, 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 I totally forgot how I've been pronouncing this, oh no. Borges had a fascination with Giordano Bruno, who was a philosopher, mathematician, poet, and theorist. He was Italian-Dominican and had a strong belief in the infinity of inhabited worlds and was also one of the first people to, like, pioneer the idea of aliens. And he was eventually prosecuted by the church and was burned at the stake. Due to their similar beliefs, which is aliens, <laughs> and some similarities in appearance, Borges believed he was Bruno's reincarnation. Tuck away that name, because it's going to come back in a little bit, and you're going to be like, whoa. Before March 24th, although it's not really, like, specific, all I know is that this happened around, like, a month or two time span before, it ha like, the disappearance would have occurred. So, just imagine this happened sometime in the beginning of March, late April? March, April, oh no, it's, April comes after March. What comes before March? It's February, so it could be late February or early March. January, February, March. Yeah, I was right. Okay, cool. Um, so after trying to kind of get some money from his mom, she felt uncomfortable with the way that he was kind of reacting. He, like, he wanted to quit his job. He wanted to dedicate himself on a project that he refused to kind of say what the project was. Sorry, I got to... I got a Twitter notification. They're they're holding a free Britney rally right now. Anyways, uh, so she, he wouldn't specify what the project was. All he did was just ask her for money. So she decided that she would take him to a psychiatric doctor. And the psychiatrist said that he had a total clean bill of mental health. There wasn't anything wrong with him mentally. He was totally good. He just was being a little weirdo. So he wasn't strange in that sense, but he was strange as in after going to the psychiatrist and being told that there was nothing wrong with him, uh, he borrowed money from his mom and I don't have the exact number, but he also borrowed $20,000 in Brazilian currency from his cousins and told them that he was funding a little project, but never specified what the project was. Then on March 24th, he disappeared. Apparently, he just took a bag. His siblings saw him just walk out of the house whenever his parents were on vacation. He locked his bedroom door, and he just left. His last sightings was when he walked down the street for a little bit, got into a taxi, and then had it drop him off in 
a motel that was right next to a like secluded wooded area that was used for bonfires and other ritual-like activities. I'm not saying that there was anything like he was planning on like, you know, hosting like a witch's bonfire or anything. I'm just saying that like it was known for being kind of one of those forests. It was speculated due to some of the writings and notes he left behind that he may have actually been searching for the Philosopher's Stone, but that is up to speculation because, you know, not able to be confirmed. But that was kind of one of the thoughts. Whenever he left, his siblings were like, all right, he's probably doing that, but yeah. Of course, whenever his parents got home, the first thing they did was check on their kids. And whenever the siblings were like, oh yeah, Bruno just kind of walked out. We don't know where he went. They tried to get into his room. It was locked. So once they were able to force themselves into his room, they were faced with his little project. In just a short 24 days, Borges turned his room into a shrine of his own work. That is, it's hard. Okay, so that this being that his white room was now covered in writings and cryptography, symbols, and imagery that filled every single available inch of space. I am going to post a pictures of the room on my Twitter when the episode goes up, and please take the time to look at it. I'm not even, like, making you go and Google it yourself, which you can do. There are videos about it, but, like, oh my god, my Twitter is, it's not gravy. This room is insane! I'm going to try and describe it as best as I can for those who are listening to this and can't, like look at something right now maybe you're driving or walking or doing homework but there is nothing that can describe what this room looks like in its entirety it is so weird to look at the first time that i saw it i was like oh yeah i'm talking about this room it's crazy so he wasn't whenever i say he was there was writing on the walls he wasn't just scribbling like he was a crazy madman his handwriting is neat his format is consistent. He doesn't just like scribble random words. Every single thing that he writes is with a purpose and it all connects. Uh, he was writing this for a real reason. One of the works he had written on his walls was called Hard Path. And it's, I think from what I saw, it was like three paragraphs long. So here's the last paragraph of it. I kind of thought it was interesting. So it reads as such. Perhaps you fit into the latter of the last paragraph. That is, the one who suspected every set of beliefs that was rooted to him has everything to be a researcher of truthfulness in the things around him, entering a more complicated path in which a minority ventures or confronts with bravery. Along with all of this crazy amount of writing, he has 14 encrypted manuscripts in a locked display case that took up a good portion of the room, and he also had a statue of the late Giordano Bruno with a pentagram drawn underneath it. Before his disappearance, he also ordered three pairs of robes from a, from a like, dress, dress smith. Did I just say dress smith? Oh my god. Not a dress smith. What's the word? Oh my, a seamstress. Boom. Nailed it. He ordered three white robes from a seamstress, and whenever the seamstress was like, hey, is this for a church? He responded with something like that, and in his room, there was a painting framed on the wall of what looks like Borges standing in some space-like area with spiraling white eyes, with an alien reaching out and touching his shoulder, and they're both wearing the robes that he ordered. 
it's it's a crazy room. Like, <laughs> if you're like, man, this is a weird thing for her to talk about. Why is she discussing this random man that disappeared in Brazil? It's because his room is insane. I cannot get past it. It's all that I think about. So the sculptor of the Giordano Bruno statue was a man named... Oh, George Rivas Plata. He, along with the man who made the cloaks for Borges, uh, believed that Bruno Borges was a reincarnation of Giordano Bruno. Like, they fully believed it, so much so that after the 24-year-old disappeared, they told the family of Borges to just relax and to not worry, and claimed that Borges was probably just carrying on with doing the work that Giordano Bruno had been doing. So, yeah, they, like, people around him genuinely did believe that he was Giordano, Gior, Giordano Bruno, which is kind of weird. It kind of reminds me of how last week we talked about how, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Last week was kind of a blur for me. We talked about how that one guy thought that he was a prophet of God, which he was not, but this is kind of different though, because I don't know. He, I, I don't think that because he did go and get checked out, I don't think that Borges was actually crazy. I just think he may have been, like, insanely narcissistic. But I don't know! But I don't know. I'm not just gonna speculate that. Again, I do not know. So the family was able to decipher the contents of his book because Borges had made keys to decode the four different types of cryptography he used to write the 14 manuscripts. The keys were apparently found by his sister in his room. So I would assume that he didn't mean for anyone to find them since his room was like locked and everything and he was like being a secret sneaky sneaky guy. But his parents did find him and were able to translate it and there was nothing that could kind of lead the police to know what he was doing. All that we knew is that it was a lot of work about the meaning of life and aliens and what it meant to be a human and his thoughts about humanity in general. Again, he was like, Voorhees was a real philosopher. Like that was just what he did. So it's no surprise that his manuscripts were just full of like, why is the sky blue? Or why do we see rocks? Is that what I think philosophers do? Just sit around and think about basic human things every single day? Anyways, after a run-in with the law, one of Borges' friend's apartments was searched. I can't figure out if it was his friend whose last name's Fiera or his last name's Giada. I'm really not sure. I just know that it was one of his friends and whenever he was arrested and his house was searched, it revealed some interesting email exchanges between them and the missing philosopher. In this email exchange, it was determined that these books Borges was working on and was planning on publishing were going to make him extremely rich, a wealth that he promised 15% of to publisher Marcelo Ferreira, 15% of to Eduardo Borges, who I couldn't find an exact relation, but I believe is a cousin, and 15% of Marcio Giada. The title of this project, which was the publishing of the 14 manuscripts he had written, was Projecto Enzo. Hold on, I have to Google Translate. Because <laughs> I was going to look this up earlier, and then I just totally forgot. Uh, Portuguese... Uh, oh, wait, no. Wait, no, I messed up. Enzo. Cool. Enzo in English means Enzo. <laughs> wait, it says, yeah, Ingo in English, yeah. Cool. Wait. In Italian, it also means Enzo. Why did it ask me if I wanted to use Italian if Italian meant the same thing? Cool. So Enzo just means Enzo. I'm glad I wasted, like, five minutes of my life on that. 
<laughs> so, okay. Um, that happened around a month or two after Borges disappeared. And then three months after that, on December 8th, Borges just came home one day at 11 a.m. He just showed back up. He was in perfect health. Nothing was wrong with him. And he just said that he went on a soul search. However, despite only doing exactly one interview about the situation, as he had turned down all other interviews and TV appearances, he has yet to say where he was. From a Reddit user who translated the interview from Portuguese to English, he claimed that he reinforced that his isolation was intended to seek the truth inside himself as he needed to find himself again to reborn. That's a direct quote. So, yeah, he's just, like, living his life now. He's still philosopher, still doing his Bruno Borges thing. A lot of people seem to believe that this whole thing was kind of just a stunt that he was pulling and trying to sell more copies of his book. But of course, Bruno denies it. And as a good philosopher, he even published all 14 of his manuscripts online for free. So if you feel like going and reading some of that, you can. I feel like it's impossible for me to read it right now because I'll have to put it through Google Translate and that would just kind of take away some of its meaning because Google Translate can kind of futz with your words and stuff. And of course, people have connected him to the Illuminati. As soon as the story broke, it was all the people thought, which I won't be entertaining. I don't know if he was in a cult or not, but ruling that possibility out, it does open up some interesting kind of ideas that I and some other people on Reddit did have. Of course, people think it was all marketing ploy, and then there are the people who think that he was abducted by aliens and people that just think he was mentally ill. I was talking about the mentally ill one first. Uh, I can't confirm or deny as the only records of him going to a psychiatrist was whenever his mom took him and the psychiatrist was like, nah, man, he's good. Like, he's fine. And there was no, and there was nothing else that said that he did have one. And everyone who interacted with him said he showed no other symptoms of any mental illness that would kind of cause this reaction that I could think of and that people on Reddit could think of, like no schizophrenia, no bipolar disorder, no dissociative disorder. Like he's, he seemed totally fine. Could he have had a crazy psychotic break during his 28 days he locked himself in his room that made him feel the need to just run away and find himself? Maybe, but you know what's much, much more likely? Aliens! He met up with aliens and they took him away for five months. Clearly. And that's why he got the robes as a peace offering to give his alien bros like he did in the picture. And honestly, I started writing this little bit off as a joke, but like, honestly, it does make sense if you really think about it. I don't want to get conspiracy theoristy on y'all because, you know, this is a true crime show. And I really like, I feel like though, like the part about the true crime part of the story has ended already. And I want to talk about what could have happened. And I think the possibility. There was absolutely no sightings of him when he was in isolation. There was no harm done to him whenever he came back and he refused to talk about where he was. And like, it's just, it's, come on. You can't, you can't say it's not at all possible. It is possible and y'all are here to listen to me say weird stuff in their microphone in a boy's closet. So clearly it's possible and we're just gonna leave it like that. Okay, okay. And that is the, and with that, um, that is the super weird story of Bruno Borges, the man who just left and then came back. He probably saw aliens. 
this story also whenever I was writing it it kind of reminded me of the family who just like one day felt like they were being watched and targeted so they just left their home and they packed up their kids and left all their cell phones IDs wallets stuff like that back at their house and just disappeared for like four months I remember and then whenever they came back they were like what what happened and they totally forgot about what happened to them I don't know it just it kind of felt like a little bit too similar to me at least and it's kind of sketchy my guy but hey that's just a theory I did not plug them at the beginning of this episode because I totally forgot until I got halfway through, but the people that helped me kind of figure out the information behind this episode is a YouTube channel called Rainbot, the wonderful, wonderful people on Reddit, and a website called Hebron Hawkeye. So check those out if you want to read a little bit more on the subject. Obviously, I tried to cover as much as I could, but I don't want this to be a 45-minute podcast of just me talking to myself. Okay, yeah, so here is my good thing, because I feel like I've kind of been talking for a bit. My good thing for the week is probably... Oh, I get to go home and see my family this weekend. On Sunday, me and my sister Maddie are going to go see the We Are Two Different People Tour, which is a comedy show that is written by Danny Gonzalez, Drew Gooden, and Curtis Connors opening it, which is all comedians that I just absolutely adore. And I'm very excited to see it. I'm very excited to go with my sister, who I love. Yeah, I'm just very excited for that. I just, I feel really good right now, besides being super stressed out. And I'm so exhausted. It's good. It's fine. It's chill. I'm thriving. We thriving. I just did the little hand thing. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I have to go edit this. And I also have a test tomorrow. (sighs) I'm going to get an A. Thank you for joining me with this. I believe it's the fourth or fifth episode of Up at Night. If you would like to suggest a murder, you can do so on my Instagram and Twitter, which is It's Not Gravy. Yeah, that's it. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening, and I will talk to y'all the next time that I can't sleep. Bye, guys.